0: Welcome to The Girls' Room. I'm your host, Marissa Quintalmo. The Girls' Room is a safe space where we talk about all things uncomfortable, challenging, and oftentimes gross that come along with womanhood. Tune in every week for a new glamorous episode. Welcome back to The Girls' Room. We are continuing to celebrate No Shame November by having open and real conversations without any judgment or shame. Today, we have a talented graphic designer and illustrator, a fashion icon, and my dear friend, McKenna, here to talk about no shame and focusing on yourself. So welcome, McKenna. Thank you. Hello, hello. I'm very excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you here. We have been just waiting to collaborate on something for so long and the day is finally here. So can you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm McKenna.
1: I am from upstate New York. I'm 24 years old and I graduated from SUNY New Paltz in May of 2020.
0: So let's talk about life post grad and early 20s. You just recently graduated. So how has this been for you?
1: It's It's been a journey for sure. My last semester was spring of 2020. So obviously the pandemic hit. I was in my thesis at the time. So that was really upsetting. Very, you know, the world, we didn't know what was happening. So when graduation came around, there was no physical graduation, no walking. And at that point, I really had no idea what I was doing because the world had no idea what was going on. But to back up on that, my experience in that last year was I need a job right away. I need to find a job. My parents will be so disappointed if I don't have this perfect graphic design job that I've spent all this money and time in school to go out and to get. So I've always had a lot of pressure on that. But once the pandemic had hit and we all had that time at home and kind of just to process really like what was going on um, and the circumstances of that. I just realized that this wasn't going to happen in the time frame that I had hoped and that I was just going to kind of move forward and create what I wanted to create. I had a great internship at the time that I was lucky enough to kind of move on with them. So it was all pretty great. I mean, I don't want to say it was all pretty great. In the end, it's great to look back at it because I do appreciate all those hard times. But yeah, for a while, I didn't have a full-time job. And that was, you know, when everyone thinks that it's like your first big girl job and it's so glamorous and, you know, has all of this weight on it, but it's not, it's nine out of 10 times. It's not a glamorous, great thing. It's not everything you dreamed of, but I think that's the point. So after months and months of searching for a job on indeed on linkedin just reaching out to so many people it gets pretty discouraging and i actually took a job and i was so excited i just kind of jumped on the opportunity i was like you know what i just got this job so like nothing else really matters about like the actual job itself big red flag big red flag so you know that did not last I was in a very uncomfortable situation, I would say. Just, you know, it wasn't that professional. It wasn't what I thought it was. And that was really upsetting to me because I'm like my first big girl job and I'm telling all these people about it and then it doesn't happen the way I want it to be. It's so disappointing. And I just kind of felt like, wow, like I don't know what I'm doing. Like it, did I go to school for the right thing? Like was I that terrible, you know? So I actually, I mean, you you understand freelancing obviously. So like. A lot of people have this like stigma, like when you're freelancing, it means you don't have a job or like, you know, like people just don't, I mean, people that aren't used to the creative space really maybe don't understand some of the terms and just like how it does actually work. So I was freelancing for a while. I was doing graphic design and rebranding and illustration. And I actually made an Etsy shop and I did all these things that like, I never would have even thought about doing or even really wanted to do. Because I never had thought about it. Because my main goal was get a job. Like, mom and dad need you to get a job. So then I actually submitted a proposal for a rebrand for Oblong Books in Rhinebeck and Millerton. So then I had been chosen to take on this project, which was amazing. And it was like the first time I was like, okay, I can do this. And like maybe I didn't think I was going to be doing this specific thing, but like. It opened up so many other doors for me. It really was just like such an incredible experience. The people that I had had been working with, great people. If you're local, definitely go check them out. But yeah, so then uh, fast forward a few months, I was still job searching because I really just wanted something that had routine. Freelancing is a lot of work in different aspects. You have to be client facing, you have to be in charge of like the money, how you're gonna word things, the actual work itself. So that's something where I was kind of like, all right, I feel like I can't focus so much on specifically like the design or what I wanted to do because I was like, how do I ask these people for money? And how do I understand what money I'm worth? Because obviously coming out of college, you kind of like feel like a fraud. At least that was my case. So I'm like, okay, I'm coming to these people and I'm asking them for this amount of money, but what if they don't want to give me that money? And then I'm like, oh, let me just not charge them as much because I feel like that's a ridiculous amount of money. But now, fast forward to currently, you know, it's not worth your time if you're not getting compensated for or getting that money you deserve, which is so important. I wish I could go back and shake myself and just be like, you're crazy. Like, get over it and just ask for what you deserve because then you will get it. But yeah, so then I had gotten a job, my job currently. And since then, like, I've had a great experience. Obviously, you know, the first job you have is not going to be your dream job. But I have learned so much about kind of like what I want in a job and like what I need to make me feel like fulfilled and just happy and you know i don't want to work at a job that i'm like miserable waking up for every day like and dreading i think it's like all of those awkward and uncomfortable situations where like you know explaining to my extended family at christmas time no i don't have a job and i'm freelancing just that kind of stuff and just other jobs not working out and just the disappointment of the job hunt is like so worth it in the end and like looking back i actually was talking about it the other day I was like, wow, like, thank God all that stuff happened when it did, because now I know this and this and this, and I know I don't want this. So long story short, or very long, we're doing good. (laughs) We're happy.
0: (laughs) I think all of that is so relatable on so many levels. Going back to when we're talking about just graduating college, I feel like everybody's goal is get like full-time job, get my dream job, and When we're in college, we're not really taught about like how to get a job and like what we're supposed to do when we're there and how you're talking about asking for money. Like these are things that we weren't really prepared for and we're just kind of thrown out in the real world. And I feel like I was in the same situation as you. I was just trying to get a full-time job. I was trying to get something in my field. I know that I spent this much time, this much money. I didn't want anybody to be disappointed in me. Like there's so many different aspects. And I was like, I will take any job. And I did that. I took any job that came my way. It was absolutely horrible. I hated every single day. But then, like you're saying now, like I'm kind of glad that I had that experience because then you learn all the red flags, you see all the things that you no longer want to accept. And it's such almost like an important life lesson. Like it sucks you have to go through it. And no one should have to go through a shitty job or shitty work environment. But then you have to take a step back and realize how much it teaches you. And I'm really glad that you're able to realize that and that you're at this point and that you're happy and you're doing something that you want to do and you're able to be creative and just really do what you want to do.
1: Yeah, I, it's so great that you know we both are on the same page of that. It's like kind of hard sometimes because I feel like a lot of my friends were you know, different types of majors and it just happened for them a lot quicker and a lot easier. And that's not to say they didn't work just as hard or anything like that but it's definitely I feel like in the creative world it's kind of like you have to like weed through it and kind of figure out what is exactly what it says it is and yeah all those all those bad experiences like I could write a book like (laughs) especially when you're interviewing just as much as they're interviewing you you have to be interviewing them just like just as much like you need to know that like they are going to give you what you want. They're going to provide the environment that you are going to feel safe and like supported and just like feel like you can be creative. So yeah, I definitely am like, now I'm very appreciative of this whole long journey.
0: (laughs) I actually saw a meme the other day that was something similar along those lines saying how jobs ask us for three references and the meme was like, I'm going to start asking the job for three references of three people who are happy in this position. I was like, Wow. I've never really thought about that. And I never used to like vouch for myself in interviews. Like I would hype myself up, but I would never ask about the job and like the work environment and things like that. And now going through terrible job experiences, seeing things like this on the internet of other people having bad situations. I'm like, you know, that is really important. I do want to talk to those three employees who are happy and who are going to be honest with me and tell me what a day-to-day is like, rather than just being like, okay, there's a lot of money and it's a full-time job and I have this title. So I'm going to take it. Like that's not all that matters.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've definitely seen stuff like that. Like it's just so important because you see certain things, especially in job listings, like you see all those highlights, you're like benefits and the salary and paid time off and holiday, whatever. And like, even things like so i was applying for a lot of jobs in the city and it was like happy hour and like we have a basketball team and i'm like okay that sounds cool you know but yeah it's really like you have to be so blunt with whoever is interviewing you like the job the company like and ask ask these questions and you know at the end of every interview when they're like do you have any questions for me and i for a while like they say you know you should always ask at least a question you know and i'm like oh like why do you like working here? And I feel like yeah, that's a good question. But now it's it's like the specifics and kind of like coming at them with more difficult questions and seeing how they answer because that's just a, a telltale on their part. So important.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that is really important advice because I used to be the type of person to like, "Oh, no questions here. I'll think of them <laughs> later. Don't worry about it. I'll just take the job." And then people started to tell me as I was preparing for bigger interviews, like, no, you should start asking questions. So then I was asking like stupid things, like things that just were not important. And now that I'm at like a higher level, I guess, of like understanding these things, it is important to ask those things are really important, maybe uncomfortable questions because you need to know what type of environment you are going to be in. And I think that's such great advice to say.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs)
0: And if anybody else is out there who has struggled with finding a job or anything, like we get it. We get it. It's hard (laughs) shit, but seriously, don't give up. Like it can be so discouraging. Like how you said, I felt that it took me four months to find the job that I'm at now. Four months. That's ridiculous. And it just felt like I was getting punched in the face every single day and like kicking a horse when it's down or whatever the saying is. But, you know, you can one day be like where we are having this conversation now and looking back and be like, you know what? It's worth it.
1: Yes. Keep going. Like it is so worth it. And there was this quote that I read the other day and I read it and I was, I feel like I've seen it a billion times and this time it just like clicked in my head. And it's just like, you have your plan and your plan isn't always going to happen the way you want it to happen, but it's going to happen in a way that's even better that you've never thought of. And I'm like, okay, that's like corny, but I'm like, that happens in Honestly, I feel like all cases, it depends how you look at it, but you just really gotta also have that mindset of, you know, keep going, stay positive. But even when you can't, there is the light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, it is definitely really hard to stay positive in times like that. I remember I was just like, you know what? I'm just unlucky. Just the world hates me. I was coming up with all these crazy scenarios. And then I started like manifesting, like writing in a journal I was like okay. Some people do this and they swear by it. So I'm going to start doing this and like writing down every single day like these positive things and like trying to imagine that for myself. I feel like made such a difference because it's easy to just be like all right, everything sucks. Like the world hates me, my life isn't going to work out. But then when you actually like take the time to like write these things out and like try to look on the brighter side or the light at the end of the tunnel like it really does make a difference.
1: Yes, I'm so glad you said that because I love journaling. I don't care who puts it down. I definitely put it down before I started doing it. I have journaled almost every single day for the past, I don't know, like two and a half months. And like, I know that's not like that long, but for me, like doing something every day for that long and like actually kind of, you know, putting that effort in, you know, not just, you know, uh, I don't feel like writing about like everything that happened in my day. For me, it's like I can't go to sleep unless I do write it all out. I feel like I I need to write to myself and I need to be like, this is what I'm feeling. And it doesn't matter how I think I'm supposed to be feeling or anyone else's thinks I'm supposed to be feeling. Like I need to really like express how I'm feeling and document that. And I talk to myself. Like, (laughs) Like I literally, I was scrolling through the pages. I literally said, tomorrow will be a great day. Let's kick ass. And then like each page, I'm like saying all these things that I'm like cringing at. But to look back and to see that, like, I still was like, you know, fuck it. Yeah, today sucked. And I, like, let myself feel my feelings and be sad. But tomorrow, like, I'm going to go for a fucking walk. I'm going to go to Starbucks because I'm going to pay that overly priced coffee that, you know, makes me shit. Because I also have IBS. IBS queens. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just, like, reflecting is so important. And I look back to, like, the first couple of pages that I'd written and I was... I was like, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And like, I'm going to look back and laugh at
0: this. Yeah, I do think it's really important. Once you start getting in that routine, like it really changes your mindset about things. And like, same thing with journaling. I used to always journal about like the negatives, like, okay, today was awful. (laughs) Tomorrow's probably going to suck too. But then recognizing like the good things, I never stopped to write about the good things that were happening and taking the time to really do things like that can really change your mindset and your perspective on like having a more positive life, I guess. So something I love about you is your optimism about things. And the last time that we saw each other, we caught up on life. You told me about your recent life changes, including a breakup. But what really amazed me is your perspective on it. Right away, you're like, oh, but it's okay because I'm going to focus on myself now. And you know what? It was a lesson and I'm going to grow from this. And I was like, girl. (laughs) I was like, man, like that is just like genius. Why did I ever try that or think of that? Because- When I went through breakups, it would literally just tear my entire life and soul apart. I'm like, the world is over. My life is ending. But really, it can be so important and you can learn so much about yourself and focus on yourself. So, how did you come to this realization and begin to prioritize yourself?
1: So, if you had asked me how I would be doing with a breakup, even a week before it happened, I would just be confused because when you're you know in a serious relationship and you have talked about the future and you're very invested it's like you planned all this stuff so to look forward and to not have those things is like what what would i even be doing but yeah initially so i kind of realized i was in a relationship where the other person really wasn't compromising with me i really was unhappy and i was kind of masking it with oh, but in the future, we're going to do this. We're going to move in together. Or, you know, we already talked about how we're going to get married in a couple of years. We're going to get engaged. We're going to have kids. We're, you know, we're going to move. And, you know, all that's nice talking about it. It's like exciting, you know. But I think that the real big thing that's missing out of that, in my case, is communication. And just kind of like, I needed certain things out of this relationship that I knew I wasn't going to get. And it just kind of came to this breaking point where as much as it sucked and as awful as it was and as much as I really did not want this relationship to end or to fail, I just was thinking about all of the things that I was really holding myself back from. In my creative life, like my work, my job, my personal life, I feel like I was giving a lot of myself up and for this person because I wanted to be there for that person. I, I wanted to give everything to this person because we had these plans. Before we broke up, I was talking to some friends and I was just kind of, you know, saying certain things and I'm so thankful for very honest friends. I love my friends there. They'll be the first ones to tell me that something's not right. Red flag, get out of there. And. Yeah, so it, it just really took like a conversation and just being really honest. And I feel like, you know, when you're in a relationship and like certain things happen that aren't so great on the outset like, you know, when people are looking in, you don't want, you don't want people to know you're fighting about this or like have this issue. And I feel like I was constantly like trying to kind of like mask that and say, oh, well, this, this doesn't happen that often. Like it just happened once every couple months. And then, I'm like, that's false. And like, at this point I'm lying to myself. So yeah, I feel like it really took those conversations and just, I realized that, yeah, I was compromising a lot of myself and a lot of what I wanted to do. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not the type of person that's just going to kind of, I don't want to say like be someone's sidekick, but you know, just kind of like we in the corner and just kind of putting someone else as like number one priority. Like, I am my number one priority. So, I feel like very, I don't want to say lucky, but like just very grateful that I had that mindset because days before I was like, if that ever happened, I would be depressed, miserable, cry every day. And like, not to say that those things haven't happened, but I think like it just really took so much of me kind of thinking, like, what's going to make me happy today? What has been like making me so upset the last couple of months or like days? Or what am I not doing for myself that I know is what I want to be doing? It's kind of crazy to, to me now. I don't really think about it that much. And I think it's because I, the last couple of months, I've had a bunch of other changes, but I really just like fill my time up with things that I want to do. I've been traveling and like I went on a hike the other day by myself even just doing that and honestly like just the the feeling of independence cuz now when i need to go to the grocery store i go to the grocery store alone instead of waiting for you know my significant other to go to the grocery store because it's funner together you know like i just like obviously you know that's not an option now and that's fine and like it's it's so like invigorating sometimes like just doing simple things that I in the last two years probably wouldn't have done alone unless I really had to do alone. So it just like the sense of independence and also like there's something very like weird to me or like not weird but getting in your car and driving somewhere and like no one knows where you are. You know what I mean? You don't have to like you know, check in with anyone or like, yeah, I mean, obviously like there's different cases of that, but like, it's just very weird, but in the best way possible. And I feel like, yeah, just like reflecting, writing as much as I can. Obviously like there's days that suck and not even to the point where it's not even necessarily has to do anything with my past relationship, but I just try to like look forward to like things that are happening, but also stay in like the moment of where I am now. And like, I I saw this, this thing the other day and I might be saying this completely wrong, but it was kind of like, she was talking about herself. So she was like, you know, I only have this version of me currently, like right now. So I'm going to slow down and really like be with her. And I was like, I had never really thought about obviously people say live in the moment and don't think of the future too much because like one day you're going to look back and you're, you wasted your time, like whatever. I never really thought about the fact that I am single right now. I am young. I have so many opportunities in front of me. Like any decision that you make can change your life entirely. Like there's so many things to look forward to, but also just understanding that like my life isn't glamorous, but that's okay. And like, I'm just going to slow down. I feel like I've been trying to like stay off of social media more, which since the pandemic, it's just been like outrageous. Um, (laughs) I'm ashamed to say it, but, and just kind of, yeah, slowing down because I feel like I've always been this person where like, I always had a full schedule. I would be in school. I would go to work. I had an internship. What came out of the pandemic for me that benefited me In a sense, was the fact that like I had time for myself. I feel like I never had that time before. I was constantly running everywhere. I was working crazy hours. I was not sleeping. Like I barely had time to think about myself. I was not eating a good, nutritious meal that was going to fuel me for the next day. Like I had. I mean, to to touch on IBS, but like I, you know, obviously there's certain things you can eat, can't eat. I mean, I don't want to say can and can't, but for me, like I really can't have gluten or dairy, so. You know, it's more than that though. Just more like the healing your gut. Like even things like that. That's something I've been like really trying to focus on now too. So it's just like a mess of things. Like, and yeah, I just feel like I am very much trying to slow down, but also take advantage of all the opportunities. But obviously there's a balance in that. And also saying no when you want to say no. I used to be the person that I had major FOMO. I would be exhausted. I would be like sick sometimes. And my friends would be like, oh, well, we're going out tonight and like, we're doing this. And like, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like, you know, and you need a fucking break. Like I have never felt so like energized, but it's because I'm not, I'm saying no to these things. And like you know, obviously there's certain things like you should, and you shouldn't say no to, but you know, if you're uncomfortable with something or if you really are just exhausted mentally, like physically, you know, you really do need a break. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: Okay. I just have to give it up for you. Wow. Okay. Literally, I just love everything that you just said. But I have to really commend you on where you are at now. And literally, just everything you said, I'm kind of like fucking mind blown. And like the way that it also speaks to me, I feel like you're just having, like you're just telling me these things. But so many things in that stuck out to me. I love the fact that we're talking about living in the moment, enjoying now, and thinking about the best is yet to come. That's saying it's so easy to be like, okay, well, like things aren't going well. We have to think about we are. 24 we are so young this is supposed to be quote unquote the best time of our lives (laughs) whatever but it's just that we have so much opportunity in life ahead of us and so many adventures like how you were saying that we can make the most okay wait life's what you make it so let's make it rock Hannah Montana yes yes (laughs) we can make our lives as good as we possibly want but like that's up to us and with that we have to focus on ourselves we have to say no we have to set boundaries we have to stay home sometimes and miss out on things. And I think just everything that you said just really hit the nail on the freaking head of like things that we should be doing. Yes, McKenna. I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing and like the way that you are prioritizing yourself and speaking about it now, because I think that that's really gonna resonate with other people too. Because I feel like we have like this crazy mindset of like what it's like to be like in your early 20s. And I blame like these like movies and shit. Like, have you seen the movie How to Be Single?
1: Yes. So weird. I I just watched it the other night. I feel like I know exactly what you're going to (laughs) say.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the early 20s, like you graduate from college, you get your dream job, you move to the city, which like is so glamorized, which like it does seem like really fucking cool. I'm not going to lie here. You have the boyfriend, you have all these friends, you have all the money apparently because you can go out to like all these nightclubs every single night. And I feel like that's kind of like what we looked up to and what we imagined like early 20s to be. But that's pretty unrealistic it was hard to really look up to that and to be like, turn 24. And I'm like, wait, this is it. This is what life is fucking about. And yes. then having to change my mindset, like, no, there's so much more out there for me. There's so much more that can happen. There's so many opportunities coming. It's not like I turned 24 and life is over. It's that life is still just beginning.
1: That's so true. I feel like also with just like a couple months ago. So I turned 24. Oh my God, it feels so weird saying it. Cause like, I just, I always want, I wanted to be 23 forever when I turned 24, I was just like, oh my God, I'm old. Like I was yes. talking about it and I think I went to the dentist and like a couple of days after and she's like, oh, you just had a birthday. I was like, yeah, yeah. I just feel like really old. And she's like, you are crazy. And I'm like, okay, that's just something that people say. Cause like, then I was thinking about it. I'm like, I felt so old, I think directly because of my mindset and because of the situations I was in. But now I'm like, 24? Hell yeah, I could just start drinking like a couple years ago. It's just it's kind of wild because yeah, they they say like, you know, in that movie, this is what you're supposed to do. Like this was the goal. This is so glamorous and that's just so unrealistic and it's just it's literally all just a mindset. Age is nothing but a number.
0: Exactly. I literally felt the same way about 24. I don't know why and what it is about this number. But literally I had like a full month of making like episodes about me being super upset because I was turning 24. Yeah. I
1: just listened to one of them. Oh my God. And I was like, I, I need to tell you this right away because (laughs) I feel like it's so weird right now, but I feel like me and you have so many like parallels in our lives Mm -hmm. right now. Like obviously we're the same age and like we have a similar background of like the creativity, you know, aspect of things and just like the uncertainty of being young and these experiences.
0: Every time that we talk, like, I feel like everything just kind of aligns with each other. And it's just like kind of mind blowing, but it's also really nice and empowering at the same time. Like, okay, we're doing this together. Like I have someone with me in my corner who's going through the same shit, who knows what it's like. And if one of us reaches the light at the end of the tunnel first, like we're always there to back each other up. And I feel like it's so important to find that person in life who can do that with you.
1: Yes, definitely. Oh, gosh. You're going to make me cry. Like, that's another thing. Crying? Let a good cry out. Hell, yes.
0: yes. Feel <laughs> your feelings. I wish that that was something that was told to me when I was younger. Feel your fucking feelings. Journal them out if you have to. Express them however you need to. Like, they yes. are your feelings. It's not meant for anybody else but yourself. Let it the fuck out.
1: So I know you're a huge Glennon Doyle fan. I love her. I, I just listened to – um the Simone Biles and uh, Lori Hernandez episode (laughs) yesterday. Wait, really? Yes. (laughs) That's so funny. I just feel like she has so much to say about that. And like, feel your feelings. Like, even if they're not how you think they're supposed to be, like, it's just so important because, you know, once you feel your feelings, once you like express yourself You're not going to, months ahead or years ahead, you're not going to look back and be like, oh my god, why, like, what was I doing? And, like, you're not going to have this, like, I guess, weight on your shoulders. That's how I feel.
0: I just knew that Glennon Doyle was going to get brought up in this conversation somehow. I just kind of, like, I felt it. I knew that it was going to happen. I am, like, the biggest fan of her now. Like, everything that she stands for, the way that she puts herself first, the way that she values herself, values emotions, everything about her is just, like, icon like I feel like she should be speaking at like all elementary schools all middle schools all high school like we should be pumping that shit into our heads like that should be our textbook untamed yes
1: she's so raw and she's just like it's everything that we were like taught not to feel or not to say she says it and it's like what kind of fucked up shit were we being taught from when we were born you know and it's just like so refreshing to hear someone like talk about their experiences in that way and just be so honest. Like that's what it's really like all about. And that's what, what helps people. Like I know that her words in her book, although I have not finished it yet, have definitely helped me and like given me kind of like a refreshed mindset.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like something that I think is really important about her is that the way that she talks about these things like she's really breaking barriers and she's really breaking labels with everything that she does because I feel like one thing that really comes up a lot in her book and just like who she is as a person is the phrase of being selfish like the fact that we are putting ourselves first we're feeling our emotions we're doing whatever it takes for us to become the best version of ourselves is selfish but it's really we need to stop with that saying it's not about being selfish it's about why wouldn't we want to be the best version of ourselves that we can be exactly
1: like um in the podcast with Simone Miles and Laurie Hernandez they're talking about like quitting and how people get so offended and like upset when someone quits but in reality like quitting is not the opposite of winning quitting is making a conscious decision to be real with yourself and like your feelings about something and be like okay i'm not going to do this anymore because it doesn't serve me and it doesn't make me happy, and it's just honestly a waste of time. I feel like quitting is another one of those words that I'm just like, there's a difference between quitting and just being real with yourself, and like taking care of yourself. Like you can say no, like it's not a big deal, and like shout out to Simone Biles. Love her.
0: Yes, I truly did love that part. And I feel like that can really apply to like a lot of what we're talking about here. Like that can apply to breakups too. It's not just about like ending it to be selfish. It's ending it because it no longer serves you. And same with saying no to plans and being super busy, taking all the jobs, the internships, the terrible hours and things like that. I feel like this can really relate to everything that we've spoken on.
1: Yeah, it truly does. We've been taught like from the beginning quitting and and being selfish and all these things that just have such negative association with them and just like a misunderstanding within them and what they actually mean and when something's not no longer serving you peace the fuck out
0: yeah (laughs) I feel like it's like all women are kind of programmed and like taught that fuck where was I going with this I had like something in my head that I was going with but like That we're just supposed to keep doing things even if we know it's wrong because it's almost like we're taught that we can't trust our instincts and like we can't trust our intuition and we just kind of have to think like, okay, this is how things are supposed to go. Like we're supposed to be in relationships. We're supposed to be working. We're supposed to be doing this and we can never actually like trust ourselves and trust our guts.
1: I could go on a rant, a whole rant about this. Like, uh, it frustrates me so much because yes, like as women, we're taught like, that the goal really is to have a family and be in a relationship and raise children. And that's all great things. I want to do those things. Yes. But we're also taught we need to cater to others. I feel like for the longest time I would always be very apologetic for things that like do not need an apology whatsoever. I'd be like, Oh, sorry. Like I I'm busy like doing this and like, explain yourself. We, you do not have to explain yourself. You can drop something completely. You do not need to explain yourself. No longer serving you, drop it. Don't explain yourself. It's taken me so long to realize that. And just kind of like, you know, as women, it's so great that we're, you know, living in this collection of just movements of women's rights and just like so many things. Like, it's honestly just like so overwhelming in the best possible way because now it is being talked about. I just can't even begin to explain like my frustration with the system of you know us you know we have to be the one on the side and like we need someone to take care of us and like we're taught the only way we can find our way is if we have this male figure and that's not the case we can very well you know make our own damn living and all these other things and experiences we don't need a fucking man what do you need a man for i literally the other day i was talking to my dad and i was like the only reason I need a man is to open up cans and jars. (laughs) I was getting so frustrated. I was like, that's my thing. I just like can't open things. I don't know. But yeah, it's just society's like, all right, these are the rules. And because you're a good little girl, you're going to follow them. And then like, we'll see you in 30 years with your family and like, life's going to be good. But like, no, that's, that's really not the case.
0: Yeah. It's all about Making us as women small, putting us in this box, and not taking up space, and always pleasing people—like how you talked about, like apologizing for everything—I find myself apologizing for every fucking thing, and I should not at all. And I'm over-explaining myself. I'm like, um, well, I had this thing and that thing and that, and I'm like writing a paragraph, like a full Bible length, of like an apology where someone's just like, "Can you work today?" And I'm like, I should just say no. Like they don't need to know why. Like it's just crazy and i feel like i even apologize for other people and then i have to stop and realize like no this should not be happening i do not need to please everybody oh my god like i i feel like so many other women experience the same exact thing and how you were talking about how like there's these rules you have to have a family you're gonna be happy and like that might not even make you happy you might have the husband, you might have the job, the money, have the kids, whatever, and still might not be happy. So fuck all the rules and just find your own happiness and do whatever makes you happy and feel big and strong and powerful.
1: Yes. Fuck all the rules. I love that.
0: For real though. Like I'm just, I'm so sick of that, and especially being in early twenties where everybody expects yes. you to get like a head start on that. And of course with the holidays coming up, you know, you get together with your family and the first question is always like, so do you have a boyfriend yet? And like, I am doing great. I am mentally stable at the moment. Thank you for asking. Like, it's always about, well, when are you going to start a family? Why don't you have a boyfriend? Well, are you going to get married before you're 30? Like, why are we not asking about the people, the women, how we're doing, the important things? It's always just jump straight yeah. to the man.
1: It's It's just the cycle, honestly. Like, and it sucks because it's most of the time – at holidays, like for, in my case, you know, it's my grandma or like my aunts or like they're the ones asking me these questions, and that's because they were asked these questions. And you know what? Like, yes. we really need to like break the cycle of asking about relationships and and just looking at it in that aspect. Like, I am very lucky because I I feel like my like my grandma especially we have a lot of conversations about expectations of being a woman, and she was telling me she's like, yeah, when I was in high school. I wanted to go to college so bad, but my mom really wanted me to starting a family early and like doing like these jobs around the house and like things like that where like she she's like, I loved math so much. I wanted to be a math teacher. I wanted to be an accountant. I wanted to do all these things. She's like, I delayed all that. I didn't go to college. And she's like, that's like my biggest regret, but that's what was expected of me. And she had brothers who were able to go out and like do certain things and it made me so sad and you know having these conversations with her it was so nice to see her be like do what you want to do and you will not have any regret in the world and kind of in the same sense like never let a man decide anything for you you decide things for you I, like i'm so lucky that she's my grandmother i know that in a lot of cases maybe different families and just people in general like don't have maybe the same mindset or like the expectations but I'm just like yes you know back to before like we need to break the cycle and like ask questions that actually have like true intent show that you're caring for someone else without kind of just these really just blah questions about men why why does that always go back to men
0: it's almost like we become more valuable and more important, yes. more, what's the word when people like appreciate you more, oh my God, I can't fucking think of the word, more respected
1: with yes, yes. a man
0: in your life. Yes.
1: But it's like, how are you going to go out and achieve all these things you want to do, all these dreams? When you're catering directly to a man, which is what society expects you to do. I mean, obviously, I know so many people that are in great relationships. They both have things going for them. They're not super codependent or, you know, like, and they're achieving what they want to. And it's like, shit, eventually when I do get back in a relationship, that's what I want. I will do everything for myself. That's my number one priority.
0: How Yes, I think that is so important and I think that it's really amazing and that we are lucky that we are able to start the change that we're able to start breaking the cycle that we're able to do all these amazing things. We're just lucky to be able to do this and be a part of that change.
1: Yes, thank God.
0: I know. <laughs> I couldn't imagine if it was just expected. I mean, it is expected of me, but like to go out and be like married. Like I think of my family and their past like everybody was married by this age and I'm like, yes. I could not even fucking imagine.
1: So relatable. My parents actually. So we're 24, right? So my mom and dad were both 24, and like I joked to them when I was in a relationship, I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm following in your footsteps." But now I'm like, "Oh my god!" Even at the time, even at that time, I was like, "I can't imagine being married right now. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine being engaged." Like, yeah, like, oh, a a ring on your finger, how nice, like, (laughs) you know. But it's it's just like there's so many things and. I just, you know, that's just not my priority being married right now. And that's not to say that anyone that has a priority of being married, that's not not wrong at all. But yeah, there's just so many things that I feel like I will not be fulfilled unless I am actively working towards them every day in some way, shape, or form. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I think that it is really important that you did mention, like, if that's people's priorities right now, That's cool. But I think that it's really important to note that every single person's priority is different. Some people might be focused on that and hell yeah, hurrah, good for you. But we are all going on different timelines. We're all going at different paces. And I think that that's something that we all really need to remember. Just because someone in your family in the past has gotten married at 24 doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing, go at the same speed, the same timeline. We'll all get to our priorities at some point and whether that is the same time as some people or whether that's a little bit slower or longer it doesn't matter we have to stop comparing our life journeys and routes to everybody else's hell yeah <laughs> i just like felt that to a t like my sister was married at 24 my mom was married at 24 and growing up everyone's like okay so you're gonna be next you're gonna be next i'm like no like <laughs> we don't all have to do the same the same time like i don't even want to do any of that
1: yeah Something with the number 24. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so McKenna, what is one piece of advice you would give other people about putting themselves first?
1: All you have is yourself. So you need to make yourself your number one priority. And that includes doing what you want to do and not doing what you don't want to do. And every day working towards who you want to be, what you want to be and just slowing down. I feel like that's a huge thing.
0: So important. Everything you were saying is really just like hitting home to me. Like, I think that this is going to resonate with so many other people out there, whether you're in your early 20s, whether you're 24, or whether you're 34, or 44, whatever. I think that this is just so important.
1: Yes, I really hope that you know, someone takes something from this. I wish I could go back a couple of, oh no, I don't want to say I wish I could do that. But you know, if, if I could go back and just shake myself and be like, it, it all gets better. Just focus on you. That's all you have. And like, you're going to do it and you're going to fucking kill it. And yeah, writing those silly little notes in my journal, like, you know, kick ass, tomorrow's a new day. I literally was writing like, cheers to tomorrow. I'm like, okay, what was on my mind?
0: It got you to this point where you're at now. So that's all that matters. The journey that you took, whether it's high or low, whatever you had to do to get to this point, it doesn't matter. As long as you made it here and you're doing what you want to do, cheers to that. Cheers to that. So McKenna, I really want to thank you for coming on this podcast. This is a collaboration dream come true. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. I'm so blessed to have you. And everything that we talked about truly, I think, is just amazing and I really feel like this is going to help so many other people so I really thank you for coming on and being a guest with us today
1: yes thank you for having me I know this is like I feel like we've been talking about this forever and I could not think of like a better topic or topics to talk about with you
0: thank you so much McKenna everybody make sure to follow her on Instagram at Ken underscore underscore at at ken underscore wood underscore designs. Be sure to follow her, check her out. Thank you again, McKenna. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Girls Room. Don't forget to subscribe, leave me a review, and follow me on Instagram at thegirlsroom underscore pod. See you next week for an all-new episode.